In the name of God, most merciful. I seek refuge in God from Satan. I, uh, I have a lot to say. I don't know why, but it all came to my head. And it is very important. I say I have a lot to say, and I was anxious to, uh, to change the schedule. So when we were ahead of schedule in the morning, and Shahnaz was speaking here, I mean, we decided to change the schedule, right? But this is destiny. It is destiny that I speak now at this time with you, certain people in this, in this hall now. Because when we attempted to change the schedule, what happened? <laughs> we couldn't do it. Don't, and the rain was only here, around the, on, the, on the dining hall. Yes. There was, only, <laughs> the rain and the lightning were only here. So uh, we have to go back to the original schedule because it is destiny that I speak now. When you go to school and uh, enroll uh, in a course and they find that you are deficient in some information, they send you back to school to uh, take some prerequisites. You go and take physics or physical chemistry, and then you find uh, formulae or formulas that have things called differentiation and integration and funny, funny signs, and you don't understand the thing. You say, oh, you didn't take calculus? You say, no. <laughs> so they send you back to school. So go take some calculus and come back. And we are, this is what happened to us. We were in God's kingdom, and some deficiency was discovered in us, and some fellow creatures suggested that we be plucked, failed them, send them all to hell, and God said, I'm going to send them back to school, give them a textbook, this is the textbook, and then uh, test them, and if they make it, they can come back. Go take some calculus and come back. After uh, making this statement and realizing that we are here in school to uh, take some additional courses, we are receiving a lot of information and we are going from test to test. I want to congratulate you, most of you, for making it, because you have passed the most difficult test. And the most difficult test is to have one of us, a human being like us, uh, claim that he is a messenger of God. It's a very difficult test, and I can see now why God calls them a Sabbath those who are the elite of the elite, the elite of the elite. Because it's a very difficult test. And I myself went through it, so I'm not I'm speaking from experience. And God says they are many from the first generation. We are the first generation. A few from the later generation. We are the ones who took the, diff the difficult test. Many will be jumping on the wagon in the near future, and thousands and millions are going to join us in the future. But they don't deserve as much credit as you. 
I was staying at Farima and Amir Kuleni's house in San Francisco a couple of months ago. And Farima and Amir, like myself, who grew up with the traditional Islam, they told us that Muhammad was the last prophet, the last messenger. But Farima and Amir passed the test. And they accepted me as God's messenger. They looked at the evidence and they believed me. They actually believed God because God said, God said that none can touch this book of mine except those who are worthy of it. And they said, since God revealed the miracle of the Quran through this man, then he must be, he cannot be a liar. And they concluded that God is telling the truth. Uh, it's not as easy as I'm telling you now, but it's a difficult test. They pass it very easily. A couple of days later, after I stayed with Karim uh, and Amir, the neighborhood children came to ask, what is that messenger of God? Because Farima and Amir's children went around and said, this was leaving our house. <laughs> for the children, for the new generation, now God says he promises the beauty, enjoyment, and heaven for, for all of the believers, but Farima and Amir's children cannot get the same credit as Farima and Amir. These are children, they're growing up, they have no hang-ups, they say, the parents said, this is God's messenger, and uh, we believe it, and uh, for them it's easy. Can you see the difference? So I congratulate you. The test is very difficult, and I said I, I passed it, uh, I mean I went through it. Alhamdulillah, I did pass it because I am like you, we, we are in the same boat. I am required also to believe that Rashad Farifa is a messenger of God. And it took me eight years. Some of you are probably better than me in that respect. It didn't take you that long, but it took me eight years. And. Uh, this gives me a chance to make it up to some of my most beloved friends. Uh, Edith, who is Edith? This man is the most curious creature on earth. He's very curious. He knows your, your grandmother's name by now. You may not know that he knows, but you know, he's very curious. And uh, he comes to me and uh, I mean, he goes to the supermarkets and reads all the pamphlets and all the bulletin boards, everything. Very curious. And <laughs> doesn't make it easy, but he comes to me and says, How does the revelation come to you? Do you see Gabriel? What does he tell you? What do you tell him? On what form? And it is very difficult to convey this to him, and I can see the disappointment in his face. He's very dear to me because he's a believer. Peru's Karmani is also a very curious person. Batul will tell you that. <laughs> very curious. And he asked me the same question. And he's, he's uh, very, very dear to me, Peru's Karmani. And the, the point on his face just breaks my heart. You know, uh, I don't know how, what to tell him, so I'm going to tell you now. Uh, I see the disappointment on Edith's face, and I see it on Peru's face. I, I don't know if I can satisfy their curiosity or not, but I try. There is a precedent in the Quran, as you know, Gabriel appeared to uh, Maryam. He thought he was Gabriel, 
But what did she say? She said, Inni Rahman Minka. I seek the truth of God from you. In So she assumed that he is Satan, or an agent of Satan, or something bad. And uh, before we jump to any conclusions, I want to uh, set some, some records straight. Gabriel is a messenger of God. He's the messenger who carries the revelations. He's an angel. God calls him a Ruh al-Amin, uh, the honest bearer of revelation, a Ruh al-Amin. And uh, he is, uh, we may have human, uh, human visions of Gabriel, and we may convey on him human characteristics, like uh, you may say, you're God's messenger. And they say, get away from me, you're sick. We will think that he'll get mad and say, I'm telling you, you're God's messenger. No, he, he doesn't. He's very mild, very understanding, very gentle, and very respectful. And uh, uh, he never, never utters the thing that we would utter. Like, I'm telling you, you better do the announcement or listen. It is amazing, of course, God gave them certain powers, they see certain things, and they have a tremendous understanding, the angels do. So they're really angels. The word angels, as we understand it, is uh, very fitting. Now, I went through the test because uh, the way the revelation comes through in the deep is that uh, when, when God is sending information to us, uh, Gabriel seems to just take over my brain completely. And nothing else, I can do nothing else except deal with the piece of information that is coming. So uh, I stated in the perspective one time that uh, Surah Yasin, verse 3, in Nakal Amina Mursaleen, uh, I said that most assertively Gabriel told me that in Nakam Salim verse 3 applies to you. Surely you are one of the messengers. And uh, I tried to avoid that because it's a very, it's a very strong statement. And I grew up uh, saying Yasin. I was even told that Yasin is the name of Muhammad. But uh, my brain was taken over. And uh, you are one of the messengers. I say, go away, you're Satan. Which is what uh, Mary said. And then a very mild and very gentle debate will go on. Why do you think I'm Satan? Didn't you, didn't you say, I will actually say this. I will say, 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 I will my Lord, I seek refuge in you from the whispers of the devil. And I seek refuge in you, my Lord, that they come close to me. And the, the debate will say, you said these statements, don't you believe God? He'll protect you. I am not Satan. And this is uh, in the, when Maryam said, said, I seek refuge in God from you, she said, I will be Rahman Minka. I seek refuge of the most gracious from you, and kunta taqiyya, if this means anything to you, in other words, you, you will understand what I'm saying, if you are really Gabriel. Gabriel appeared to Mayim in the, in the form of a human being, 
This did not happen in my case. My case is strictly here. So I dismissed the thought, but then I'm, I'm totally incapacitated as far as thinking is concerned or doing anything. So I ignore the thought and I say, I'm going to read some Quran. Then I open the Quran and my brain is taken over. You are one of the messengers. Surah Yaseem 3 applies to you. So this is, I hope I satisfy at least some of the curiosity of the I know tomorrow we'll come up with some other question. <laughs> but it was very difficult. I also, I think I need to make a correction also. I was never asked to make the announcement. And I think uh, the way I put it down, I may not have expressed myself. I was not, I was never ordered, I'm, I'm until the time of the announcement. In the eight years before that, I was not ordered but it was implied. Like I said, there is gentleness and mildness, and uh, obviously there was destiny. There was a certain time for the announcement. But uh, I was just told in this fashion, all the information, that you're God's messenger, and I went on my many ways, saying I will preach the word of God alone, the worship of God alone. We don't need any, any announcement. He said, okay, fine, okay, I know I'm God's messenger, fine, leave me alone. This kind of thing. And then, uh, in the first conference, uh, Satan wanted to spoil, spoil that and jump the gun and do something. And uh, uh, Susan Ray kind of let the cat out of the bag on uh, pure speculation. And then, uh, at that time, uh, because this maid is here, I'm going to relate his part. Catherine Colton was just telling me that uh, when that happened and there was a big commotion, uh, she went in the room and she found Ismail Barkat and Qasim Ahmed of Malaysia and Mehri and Mahmoud Firouz conferring about this disaster. And uh, Ismail Barkat was pacing the room. He was very angry and he made a statement that Catherine heard. Ismail is here. He said, uh, I'm going to ask him point blank if he is God's messenger or not. He was whispering, by the way. <laughs> but Catherine heard it loud and clear. And uh, he, he was determined to ask me. At the same time, I was praying very hard. So please, God, don't let anybody ask me point blank. Are you God's messenger? Because I would have told him. I would, I would have said yes at the time. Sure. I asked you a question, but you didn't answer me. What was that? Uh, I when? Said your name has been mentioned in Quran 1986. Yes. But that is significant. What's your idea about this? That was correspondence, right? Yes. So I didn't answer you. Yeah, yeah. That was easy. <laughs> 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 then I, was, I was in San Francisco, and people were in a lot of turmoil. Many of you were there. And, uh, and here is Ismail Barakat, the hard-headed Egyptian, uh, determined, I mean really determined, he let me out to ask me point blank, are you God's messenger? And I was, uh, Catherine said that she was watching me and I was very quiet. Uh, what she didn't know, maybe she knows now, but I was praying very hard, please God, don't let anybody ask me that question, I don't need anything like this, I, I, I'm going to preach your word alone and watch for you alone. Now what happened to Smile? I'll give you two minutes. You were determined. 
Yeah. And uh, we discussed it uh, with Hassan Ahmed. And uh, we had gone to San Francisco to knock down uh, islands. We didn't want any new ones, you see. So uh, we looked through the Quran, and uh, to us, the messenger was one who received scripture. And this guy didn't receive any scripture, not as far as we know. And if he says that he's received scripture, he's a liar. So I was determined to ask him point blank and get the thing over with. And God is my witness. I couldn't open my mouth to ask that question. Thank you. Sometime later, Ismail was telling me, I can't explain why. I was so determined to ask you and what made me uh, just uh, I didn't do it. So uh, obviously, God answered my prayers. And uh, time went by and I had to make the announcement. And I said some of you may be ahead of me, of me because I really agonized over that football, the sermon on Friday. How would I tell my friends, brothers and sisters, about this announcement, how many of them would I lose? I love them very much, I want them to go with me, inshallah, to heaven, and I dreaded losing any of them. So I, uh, I, I had a, a sleepless night, and then I go to, for the football Friday, and uh, very eloquently, as, as eloquently as I can, I deliver the football, and I tell them that I uh, order to announce that I'm God's messenger, then, uh, then I go to uh, Catherine Cotton, for example, and uh, oh, I have to, uh, I have to just break to you uh, my condition at the time. Okay, I'm, I'm sweating away. Uh, what do you think of this, Catherine? She said, uh, "I'll do that all along." What is the big deal? Then uh, I turned to Mahtasham and Susan, and they said, what took you so long? <laughs> Here I am, I'm out of breath, and I'm sweating away, and these guys knew all along. The funniest one, was, uh, I went to Lori also, she said, well, so, what's the big deal? I'm about to die, I have a heart attack or something. And all these guys already knew, somehow, without announcement, just like I knew, without an announcement. The funniest one was Ihsan Ramadan. Where is Where's Ihsan? Raise your hand. Yeah. Ihsan was going to our children saying, This man is a messenger of God. I know he's a messenger of God, but does he know? How can I break this news to him? <laughs> when these guys were ahead of me, and of course, I told you what my daughter said. This is the toughest test. It is very tough, and I congratulate you. And that's why I went uh, into uh, Lent. Also, trying to take account of this uh, conference. And uh, I have lost some of my dearest friends because I was subtle. But, so, I'm not going to be subtle. Mahmoud, they read the verse that says they are merciful among themselves and harsh on the disbelievers. I'm not to name names. I'm going to be direct and straightforward. 
after congratulating most of you, there are a few individuals who, uh, I'm afraid they go to hell. If they, they are guided, they will love me for saying, for saying this. If they're not guided, they will hate me, which doesn't make any difference. So uh, I was standing in the last line, and uh, Lydia said how nice and smooth the conference is going. And uh, Kathy Robinson took the words out of my mouth and said, it's not over yet. So Lydia almost jumped and said, what do you mean? So I said, yeah, it's not over yet. Wait till you hear me. So I may cause a lot of turmoil. I need to remember uh, the test. Yes, the test is very difficult, but if the person is not a believer, it is amazing how flimsy the test can be. And they flunk. And this happened to some of my dearest friends. Because inside their heart, they were not disbelievers. They were not believers. Flimsy, by flimsy, I, I give you an example. This is not what happened, but it's an example. They will, uh, they will come to the, to the masjid, they will look at the miracle, they will read the translation, they will discuss the matter with me, they will say, worshiping God alone is reasonable, this is what we believe. Uh, following the words of God alone is fine, this is what we believe. Then they go out and they block away, they meet somebody who tells them, guess what? Rashad Khalifa picks his nose. He says, he does? I will never go there again. That's how flimsy the test can be. You know. I mean, here I give a show them the miracles that God revealed through, uh, through uh, us, the believers, a whole bunch of us. And then, for a flimsy reason, they would flunk the test. It's a very difficult test. But then, it reflects their uh, belief or disbelief inside. Uh, we had uh, many people come to the mosque, and, uh, to the Masjid Tucson. They come to the Quranic studies, they come to the private prayers, and they would be seemingly good believers. Now this is what actually happens. And then, uh, of course, they have to be tested. Surah 2, uh, verse 2 of Surah 29, so that people think they would be led to say we believe without being put to the test. We will surely test them to distinguish the, the truthful from the liars. They have to be tested. And it is in my best interest. But I happen to fall in love with, with people easily, especially when they say we're believers. I was telling you that Adib is very dear to me, Ruz is very dear to me. And uh, I explained to you this matter of revelation, even though it is really impossible to convey. I want to tell you anything. I want everything to be open. I don't want anything to be mysterious. And I don't want you to hesitate. If there's anything mysterious or... Uh, or, or uh, taboo or something, don't, there's no taboo, there's no mystery. You come forward and ask. But uh, why are they dear to me? It's because they're believers. One of the best advantages of being God's messenger is that I get to know the believers, true believers. It's, a, it's a, such an honor because believers are a rare, precious commodity. God said so in the Quran. 
That says most people, no matter what you do, will not believe, and most of those who believe will follow ideology. So uh, these, uh, it is in my best interest that people go through the test, and the hypocrites are sifted away. But like I said, I happen to fall in love with these people. So we have these people come to the masjid, appear to be nice, good believers, and then the test. And Satan sent uh, a man who is very eloquent and very clever, a man who does not do the five prayers, claims to be a Muslim, and as he sips his whiskey, he tells them, Rishad Khalifa is bad. It's not exactly he picks his nose, but he doesn't keep his word. Or uh, he scratches his left ear occasionally. Some flimsy real, and they say, oh, okay, then we will not go to the mosque again. So it reflects, it, it, uh, it hurts me. <laughs> But uh, again, it, uh, it explains why I congratulate you for passing the test. The most difficult test is the test of messengership. I don't want to miss anything. I wrote some notes very quickly here. God says, I, I will divert from my revelations those who are arrogant. And uh, the only reason. Uh, People flunk this very difficult test is ego. And God goes out of his way in the Quran and repeats that, uh, say, I'm a human being like you. I am a human being like you. And you know what you are. You're not perfect. Nor is God's messenger, whoever it, whoever it is. I'm a human being like you. The key word is like you. But what is God's messenger? It's a person through whom God is sending information. And the messenger himself is required to listen to this information and is required like you to look at it and believe it or disbelieve it. And it's the same difficulty that you're going through. But it is information from God. This why God says, Whoever obeys the messenger is obeying God. This doesn't mean idol worship, which is used frequently to flunk some people. You're idolizing yourself. We know better than that. We're listening to the information that is coming from God. There is uh, another verse that says, it's a very strong verse. God is saying, no, by your Lord. They are not believers. Until they, uh, they ask your judgment. Whatever opinions they dispute. And then they find no hesitation in them whatsoever. About your, your uh, judgment. Very powerful word, submit completely. This by your Lord, they are not believers. There is a lady from my cohort, whose name is Christina. She stopped me this morning. 
uh, Christine or Christina, I'm not sure. And uh, she told me I believe in God alone. I worship God alone. I believe the Quran. The Quran alone. I don't believe you're a messenger of God. What did you say? We had the same, we had the same uh, incident in uh, Vancouver, where uh, privately between her and me she said, I don't believe you're a messenger of God. And then when I uh, said it, she came out in public like this, I said, I believe you're a messenger of God. But, so what were you telling me this morning? Why did... I believe he did, actually. <laughs> Herbert W. Armstrong was a great man, and I believe he, uh, he did not believe Jesus was God or Son of God, and I believe he's a Muslim. Okay, so you're telling me what to do? Do not judge. 
By God, we consult because we have the law. We judge by the human laws, and we can judge by God's law. When God says that the disbeliever will go to hell, we can say that this believer will go to hell. When God says you do not find people who believe in God and hereafter befriend those who oppose God and his messenger, and you see some of your most beloved friends breaking this criteria and constantly associating with, with enemies of God and God's messenger, you have to worry about them. And as I said at the beginning, what I'm, what I'm about to say, if the people are guided, they will love me for it. If they are not guided, they will hate me for it. No, you told me this morning, I do not believe in God's messenger, which is, I don't care about this myself, but you're blaspheming against God. Because God says, none can touch the Quran except those who are sincere. So if you're, in other words, you're saying I'm a liar. If I'm a liar, you know, you know what it means if I'm a liar? It means that I'm a person who does not believe in the hereafter. A person who does not believe that someday you will face God and will be asked, why did you do this? Why did you say that? All of them are bad. I'm either a liar, I'm, I made a mistake, or I forgot. Uh, but this is a very serious, this is a very serious matter. Now, Susan Gray is about to get into the act. And Susan comes all the way from Europe to tell the people that she knows better Arabic than me, that my translation is wrong. And uh, therefore, we, we have to have representation of the other side. And you thought this conference is going peacefully. <laughs> May I interrupt for one second? I need a volunteer to take for Zine, Farima, and uh, Zareen. Zareen to the airport. I'll be with you once one minute. Just one minute. Do we have a volunteer to take them to the airport? Okay, Eric, can I take my, my keys? Oh, this. I'm sorry, but they have to catch an airplane. <laughs> Sophie and uh, Raymond and Susanna, I hope you don't mind my practice, but uh, I. I, I uh, Believe, you believe that these are right things. 
Now, who was at this wave? When you was coming to my house, yeah. Who was a disbeliever? You was. Oh, okay. When you arrived at the door, I said, Richard, you said, La ilaha illallah. Even though I was brought up, I, I, was, I was very impressed with Sunni Islam. I said, you say, La ilaha illallah, you're welcome in my home, and you don't dare go and stay in a hotel. If you remember that time, you were facing the Saudis, the Saudis at that time. When Ulu Hakum came to my home, she came and she said that she wanted to see you and she wanted to meet with you. This hadith thing she wrote, I didn't know about it. I explained to you until my phone I discussed it with Ulu. I said, Ulu, you're mistaken. She wanted to meet with you. The way I see it, you guys can meet, and if there was a misunderstanding between believers and witnesses, you should be concerned. That's the way I look at it. I never looked at it in the sense that I was supporting a disbeliever. Well, fine. See, you can accept as much as you want. I'll let you want. When you told me. I can't make about you when you have people opposing God and opposing God's messenger in your house. When you, when you told me how you felt about it, the girl was on a bus the next day and she was on her way to Alaska. Is this not a fact? Yes, you have to about I love you for it. I'm happy. See, this is what I'm doing with Because I hope you will do this in the future. You will, but you will not associate with them in the end of it. In other words, you treat them, you treat them as God wants us to, to treat them. God says, Latter Kano, do not lean. Let her come to the end of the to those who are doing wrong. So sad. No, I'm asking you a question, Rajah. Yeah. Was there any mistake? If it was rather for language or interpretation in your first translation of Quran? The first translation of the Quran is an authorized translation. This translation. I agree with you. Every every word here is the word of God. This is not my my word. No, no. Is this is not my translation. This is God translation. There are certain things that I don't understand. Before, before we open the first box of this Quran, I told the people in, in uh, Masjid Tusan, this is already obsolete. Because God sends His message in stages. Even in the original Quran that the Prophet Muhammad delivered. Right. And I have many examples to show you. So if you find, I want to share a principle. Just a minute. I want to share a principle with all of you. That, I, like I said, God says, say, I'm a human being like you, which means I'm not perfect, just like you. I pick my nose. For example. No. But, <laughs> it's not true. Oh, no. Yeah. person, then it is your tough luck. If you see me as a perfect person, it's because God wants to guide you. Okay? However, the truth is, I'm not a perfect person. But every one of you have gone through this experience. You meet somebody and you are 
you are really dumb and stupid and you cannot say a thing to this person to help him. And as soon as the first person leaves, you, you remember all the verses in the Quran and the things that you needed. It's tough luck with that person. That person will leave thinking that you're a stupid person. And many times you meet somebody and you will be very eloquent and all the Quran verses will come, the right, you'll say the right words. And it's because that person, God wants to guide that person. So the way you perceive, perceive me, depends on whether God wants to send you away or to bring you to the message. This is a very uh, known principle in the Quran. Okay, I'm gonna... Okay. You want to prove that, the, that I made mistakes in the this translation and the other translation? Okay, what are you trying to prove? Yes. You're subverting the message. 
You're telling no, the people, no, you put them no. doubts in their I hearts. I am not, and I'm not. Every, this is the danger because every time that I said that there might be a mistake, these people, they thought I'm, I'm against you. This is, this is ridiculous. What is the purpose of telling that there's a mistake? Why don't you come to me and then together I will share it with everybody? I said it last yeah. Who is going to make you? 
I'm gratified and I'm very happy. Surah 57. Starting with verse 15, on that day, on the day of judgment, the hypocrite men and women, these are hypocrite meaning people who claim to believe, but in their hearts they are not believed. The hypocrite men and women will say to those who believe, will say to the elite of the elite, please allow us to absorb some of your light. In other words, we need energy, we need food, we're hungry. Give us some of your food, some energy, some light. It will be said, go back behind you and seek light. A barrier will be set up between them, whose gate separates mercy on the inner side from retribution on the outer side. They will call upon them, were we not with you? Remember that day in Oracle, we were all sitting at the same meeting hall, were we not with you? And they will answer, yes. You were with us, but you cheated your souls, hesitated, doubted, and became misled by wishful thinking. Until God's judgment came, you were diverted from God by illusions. So you don't, just by being here doesn't mean you're going to make it to the elite of the elite. God does not want wishy-washies or doubtful people. God wants solid believers. I know them, and you know them. But there are people that I love very much, and I want them all to be elite of the elite. I want you all to be elite of the elite. And I want to end this speech with a happy note that in this hall here exist the most important people on earth and the most important people in the hereafter for eternity. The elite of the elite, and I congratulate you from my heart. Congratulations. And now, uh, if there are any questions or discussions, just can we give it 10 minutes, that's nice. Yeah. We'll have 10 minutes. If there are any objections, complaints, <laughs> anything unclear, Cecilia.